Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So thank you for listening. Welcome back to the One Punch Pod on BT Sport. Episode 4, kicking in live and, uh, well, not live, but, you know, out in your ears or in your eyes, in your orifices. It's live at some point. At some point. But it's me, Brian Lacey, alongside the champ, Mr. Brad. Do we change your name? Two Punch Picket? One Punch Picket? What? Do we stick with it? What, what are we gonna? What are we going to do? I need, I need to clap. <laughs> Don't do this, mate. Don't do this. Look at that. <laughs> For those those just listening, uh, uh, you've just popped some sunglasses on, but with your crooked nose, they barely they barely sit on your face, mate. Look how bad your face is. You didn't even get hit at the weekend. You didn't even get hit. You went into the shower and you didn't get wet. That is what happened. But, mate, congratulations. Thank 20, you. 25 Thank seconds you. back in action. What, what was it like? Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was very surprising. Anyone who knows me, I always used to get into a, in a fight. I could be fight the best guy in the world, and it'd be a good scrap. I could fight the dustman, and it'd be a good scrap. <laughs> so no matter whoever I kind of fight, I always get myself in a fight. I always wonder why the bins are still left outside your house. They just stop coming. Piles of milk and the bins. Are this. But it was just, it was really weird not getting hit in a fight. You know, like... Uh, I kind of compare it a little bit to one of my fights in the UFC when I knocked out Yves Gibron. Yeah. You know, in the first round, it was kind of like, ah, oh, I've just had, done a massive long training camp. I kind of like want to be in a bit more of a scrap. And this was even, even that fight was like a lot longer. It was like half the round, I think. But this was like 25 seconds. 25 mate. seconds. Still not my quickest win. Yeah. You know? um, if there was ground and pound involved, it would have been. Uh, obviously, because you, you get like a twenty count in in, uh, in, in this, so uh, yeah, it, it was. But I've, I've been worried though, mate, because I know you've trained hard, and you've, you, I could see that you were amping yourself up for that. And you don't get, I mean, you're very gentle outside of competition, yeah. but I could, I could sense it, mate. And I, I was wondering, are you going to have like some pent up aggression when we get locked in this little booth here? Um, are you going to be I'm all right? right. It's literally the size of this booth is probably the size of the ring as well. Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. mate! So, well, look, you're back in action. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thanks for looking the same as well, yeah. mate. I was getting a little bit the shades were for me in case I had to look at a broken face so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased to say it's not well 
I'm, I'm more broken. I don't know face. if anyone saw it on the podcast. The reason I don't wear shades is that you can you should see. Oh they never sit on my nose quite often. <laughs> no, because no, your nose doesn't sit on your face right, mate. That's oh, it. I'm gonna, it's not the sunglasses' fault. You're blaming the inanimate object. But these are these are perfectly formed, mate. These are high-level glasses. It's the face that is a low-level sort of... Uh... There is one pair of uh, shades that I kind of find that actually... I don't know why. It's got Oakley Frogskins, and they're pretty cool. Are the other sunglasses are available? Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> the Oakley Frogskins are the ones that sit on my nose quite... Oh, not too bad. Well, look, uh, when your birthday comes up, your 41st birthday, mate, your 41st, I'll get you uh, I'll get you a little present. All right, When's that? that? That's in 10 years' time, right? <laughs> You wish, mate. You wish. But look, there's other action happened as well. Can't all be about you, mate. This isn't well, called... This, this isn't called, called the, the One Punch one... Pod. Action, well, yeah. It's got to be all about me. You should be asking <laughs> what I had for breakfast, what did I do today, oh, God. Uh, what am I doing tomorrow? You, you and Nathaniel are going to be unbearable ch- now. You're, you're a different I, man. I've got a belt in my bag, you know. <laughs> I, I, I want an Uber. I want shares in this podcast. Like, oh, give me some shares. I, he's I want McGreg- this company. He's, he's gone full McGregor on us. So this, listen, we'll see if this podcast even makes it to next week after that. But uh, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week. And also, if you want to get more involved in this podcast, uh, BT Sport have set up a little Facebook page. So there's now uh, UFC on BT Sport Facebook page where people who listen to the podcast who want to be up to date with the stuff BT Sport are doing with the UFC. Uh, you can go there and they're uploading clips. Uh, we'll be on there as well, interacting with people on there. We've got some questions Uh, From listeners off that page for today, later on, we'll we'll be talking about those. Uh, So get involved with that. UFC on BT Sport, that's the group on Facebook. So this week, we've got to talk about UFC Philly, the main event. Gaethje versus Barboza. What that, that noise says it all. What a fight that was. We'll have a little look at uh, the rest of the card as well. The highs and lows for UK fighters. News of the week, some fight announcements. What's happening with the welterweight division? That seems to be the one that a lot of the focus is on at the minute. Uh, the reactions to Conor McGregor's re- retirement. And then, like I said, we'll have a little uh, look at the, uh, the listener questions we got sent through. So first of all, mate, let's just start with what a fight Gaethje versus Barboza was. One round told you they're going to exchange leg kicks. I was surprised that Gaethje was the one getting a few more off, but Barboza sent a few baseball bats through his shins and then Gaethje does what he did, added the pressure and got the finish. What, what did you think of the fight? It was average. You know. It was average. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like you look at two guys and you know this is going to be a fight and sometimes fights don't deliver, but this one you know is always going to deliver and uh, yeah, I mean... Either of them could have knocked either out. You know, they both have been rocked a few times. You saw Gaethje in a lot of these fights. He gets rocked about five times and then ends up winning. Still ends you know, up yeah. winning, yeah. So um, I'm surprised he didn't get rocked in this one. He, he looked really good. Uh, he actually has really good leg kicks as well. When I say good, he, it's not so much the technique. He just throws them so hard. Like, yeah. just He has no... Uh, He's, he doesn't care about his body, you know. It's not as if like he's worrying about. Oh, I don't want to kick someone's knee. I don't want to hurt my shin. He just throws, he just throws limbs, yeah. mate. He just throws limbs. Um, but I was really impressed with his like yeah, aggressive and his boxing sort of styles and like um, coming forward. He, he was getting a good head movement. I mean, his hands looked a lot better than it has for a long time for me with, with Gaethje, you know. Uh, and but Barbosa looked so dangerous all the time. But um, you saw like Gaethje kind of getting underneath some of his shots, rolling, good slip and roll. And the the knockout was just picture perfect for me. Is and like me and my uh, coach and, uh, and a boxing coach in America called Dr. Paulie Gloves, he, his thing is called a free south, is where you throw a right hook from a southpaw position. So that's why it's called a three south. And it's very 
good for an orthodox fighter to switch stances, especially if someone's close to the cage or the ring. You're circling off to your left and you're throwing a right hand and then they go the opposite way. Thinking they're safe, yeah. Thinking they're safe. And if I try to, again, throw another right hand from an orthodox position, they're too far away. But if I step over into a south stance, the right hook, which is the free south, is right there. And a lot of people are very unaware going out, circling out to their left. They think they're very safe and far away from a shot, which they're not. And they obviously came that way, hands down. And but that was game over. You look at you look at the finishes and you talk about the matchup. So Barboza since twenty ten has won seven fight of the night bonuses or fight night bonuses. So whether that's knockout of the night or fight of the night. Justin Gaethje has been in the UFC since twenty seventeen. He's had five fights. He's had six fight of the night bonuses. <laughs> and that's that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. That's it. He's nicknamed the highlight, but the way he fights and if you're not used to watching Justin Gaethje, if you've just seen him in the UFC and you like adrenaline, go back and watch his other 15, 20 fights because I mean, every fights, single yeah. one is exactly the yeah. same. I mean, I remember but knowing obviously not a lot of people knew about him um, before he got, got into the UFC. You know, obviously, he was in the strike force. And, but I'm just watching those fights back in those days. He fights on adrenaline. He just like just throws fights. And a lot of people don't realise He's a high, high-level wrestler. One of the most decorated wrestlers in the UFC just doesn't use it. Doesn't use it at all. Yeah. He, I mean, like, he, he did not even once. You never see him go for any sort of takedown, anything. He just literally just stands. He wants to fight. He's like, okay, I've wrestled before. I've wrestled. I've done that. Now, done that. Done that. Yeah, done high, done yeah. well. Now I just want to fight. You know, like, yeah, so he is kind of scary knowing uh, he has that ability in his locker if he needs to use it. Yeah, but what is also scary, and the bit that I loved as well, is he almost scares himself with how he fights. He talked about that, that his post-fight <laughs> his speech. Coaches, his coaches must be having changing underwear in between rounds. He comes, is it Team Grudge or something? The one down in, is it Colorado? So it's the same place as Namayunas trains, but it is the same place that Shane Carwin used to train Brendan Sharp. And Brendan Sharp's talked about the way they train down there. And that was when literally uh, Shane Carwin, one of the biggest heavyweights ever to fight in the UFC, would spar with lightweights and welterweights. They just shove them in if you've got if you if you're spare if you're free. So sometimes that's 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 the always I always talk about this. There's disadvantages and advantages of being in a small and big gym. If you're in a really big gym like an American Top Team, you have sparring partners in abundance. You know, yeah. so if you're fighting a, a southpaw, forty-one, forty-five pounder, a southpaw, you've got one there. You got some guys, a jiu-jitsu guy. You got one. You got you got every kind of look in those sort of big gyms. But because it's quite a big gym, sometimes you don't get the attention you would need as an individual fighter because there's so many fighters there. Then you go to a smaller gym. You have a lot more attention from your individual coaches. But you're gonna have to go in sometimes with, a, with, <laughs> with, a, with, with Shane Cowan with, with a bigger guy with, because with, just to, you just because you don't have the partners unless you start bringing partners in just for you yeah. sparring and stuff like that. That that's probably that's where the sport is now. I guess where people get big, big, bigger purses, they could maybe afford to to, to bring guys in. But back in the days when like, like even like in this country right now, if someone wants to go to and they're li- living in a small little town somewhere, they're gonna be rolling around with bigger guys, you know. Yeah. I had the luxury of having a lot of good people my size to train with, so I didn't have to roll around with middleweights, welterweights, even lightweights, uh, even featherweights. I could actually stick to my weight class pretty much. Wow, oh, that's that's ridiculous. But that, that team seemed to have bred that fighter 
what what's next for him then? Because he says he wants the guys above him. Poirier is fighting Holloway uh, later. Poirier beat him, obviously. Uh, if you look at that that division, who do you want to see him up against next? Honestly, if I was me being a selfish fan, I would love to see him fight Khabib. I think stylistically, it's going to be... But in this one of the names, that no matter who you say him against, like you get a little tingle. Oh, 100%. If you went down yeah. there, you went against Tony he, Ferguson, against Nate yeah. Diaz. Imagine that fight. Nate Diaz versus Justin Gaethje. Conor McGregor, let's get his name back in there. But that's, that's just that um, that weight class, you know. I mean, there's some folks, I don't look forward to... This. Cowboy Cerrone. I, I wouldn't like him fighting Conor McGregor as much as I think Khabib. Yeah. You know, I'm actually more excited to see him fight Khabib. But the reason I say this is because Khabib is so dominant in his manhandling kind of In that discipline and that, yeah. And like, yeah. Now we just briefly touched on Gaethje's wrestling ability and his credentials. I'm like, okay, I want to see someone like Khabib manhandle Gaethje. Yeah. See how that goes down. Yeah. You know? uh, and that that's... For me, as a selfish matchmaker, that's the part I'd actually want to see the most. You know, because I want to see who's going to give the title holder the most the, trouble, because, or answer questions that haven't been answered before. Yeah, you know, you know. So, okay, cool. We've seen um, Khabib versus Conor. We saw how that went out. So I don't see that going to be too dissimilar to maybe him versus Holloway. You know, so that's pretty similar. So I want to see a, a different animal, you know, like a, di- a different look. And I think uh, someone like Gaethje does provide that different look. I think I think so. I think uh, he said it himself as well. He reckons he poses the most problems for Habib. And just that style, that pressure. And we haven't seen the wrestling. Like in any of his fights, he doesn't really use it. He uses, <laughs> he uses it to stay standing sometimes. If people go try and take him down... Uh, even I've, yeah, I'm trying to think back to some of the fights. The He's Lewis... been taken down a few times as yeah. well. You know, he has been taken down. So I always do say this as well. Even though he's been a high-level wrestler, it doesn't mean you got good wrestling for MMA. So he's like, I like to see how he does wrestle within MMA. You know, uh, so Barboza as well. Got to give respect to him. That was and there was respect between the two as well. Both of those fighters came in, and another one exactly like Till Masvidal, where they respected each other's skill yeah. sets, what they were about. They knew that it was probably not going to go all 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 five no. rounds. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens next with Barboza. He, he's a superb challenge. Uh, other fights on the card: Emmett versus Michael Johnson. That was a superb fight and candidate for knockout of the year yet again. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, again, it's the Southport Orthodox sort of style. Um, Michael, Michael Johnson, look, he's got he's got really good foot movement and, he's, and really good boxing. Yeah. You know, really good boxing. You saw it against when he knocked out Dustin Poirier. He's good at keeping people at the end of his punches. But Emmett, you know, he, he landed a really hard shot. I mean, when I say hard shot, not a hard shot because he landed hard. I mean, a hard shot to actually land. Overhand right versus an orthodox versus southpaw is such a hard punch to land because the, the distances, you know. Yeah. Um, a straight punch is a lot easier, but he got a little bit closer. It was towards the end of the fight, I believe. What yeah, round was it? Round three, yes. Yeah, yeah. so they're probably slowing down a little bit more and, and he got the distance and the range just right or Michael Johnson kind of maybe missed judged his range and they, he was right in range and like I say that was just a <laughs> you know, literally he threw it so hard and it landed so good Oh, it, it was stunning and you, you talked about your, your fight before this and, and you're not getting hit let's talk about his fight before this one this was when he fought Jeremy Stevens, which yeah, you're going to get hit if you're in a fight with Jeremy Stevens. And he came off, this is a year and a bit ago, he fought Jeremy Stevens. In that fight, 
he sustained massive facial damage. So he had a nasal bone fracture, orbital bone fracture, which always meant he lost one of his eyes, his left eye, I believe. And I don't even know what this bone is or what this is in your face. Zygomatic arch. How's your zygomatic arch, mate? If it looks like I've always been there. jealous of your zygomatic arch. <laughs> As I stare across at you right now, all I'm, I've got zygomatic envy. That's what's happening yeah. right now. Okay, what? my my is part of my face. It's probably cauliflowered. <laughs> Not cauliflower ears, cauliflower Yeah, I face. do have a cauliflower face. You do, yeah. have, you, you certainly do. But th- like that, he sustained all those. He had to take a huge amount of time off. He was all doctors basically said you shouldn't fight again with that amount of facial damage. You've not just got to get yourself ready after a loss like that to compete against monsters like Michael Johnston. But you've got to get over mentally what you've been through to, yeah. to get back in there. So for his before, I thought he looked superb. Man. I thought, and he was behind on the scorecards without a doubt. Johnson's feints, Johnson's movements, range, boxing meant he was ahead on the scorecard it was a good fight but he kept doing his movement is for me the feints with the level changes which led to the overhand right i thought they were superb throughout and off the back of coming in with zygomatic arch issues i think that that really does put him from i think he was number 10 there that shoots him right to someone in the top five after this yeah it'd be interesting to see who they match him up with next you know he's gonna be looking going forward so he was He'd been out for such a long time, right? About, yeah, about 12, uh, 14 months roughly, I think. So, obviously, yeah, again, we don't know the full, how he got, because you don't know, he obviously got hit in that fight as well. You don't know if he's got any reoccurring injuries. or. He looked it, pretty good after it, that's the thing. But during... Normally it takes a couple of days sometimes to realise, because you're so full of adrenaline. I remember this myself fighting in the UFC. Like, they do like a post-fire medical. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm great, I'm awesome. <laughs> and they said, look, look, let me know if there's anything wrong. And then I go back home and I'm like... Oh, what's that? <laughs> Jesus, that, 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 that's a bit more than you should do, you know. Like, so, so that's why sometimes you have to give it a day or two to let things settle down to go. Is it okay. one of those things? Because with your experience, you've you've been you've been in there a lot, or, and you've been in some absolute wars as well. It's one of those things where you open your eyes in the morning and kind of go. All right, what hurts first? Oh. Move move your right leg first, yeah. twitch your toes. Yeah. Well, that's good. The leg's good. What about the right? Oh, the elbow's gone. The elbow's in, gone. In fighting, the, the the best drug you have by far is adrenaline. adrenaline. You know, it just takes everything away. And I, I, even when, I'm fight, when I've been fighting, I'm like, oh, that's going to hurt in the morning. <laughs> you know, like straight away, like I just blasted someone's, like kicked someone or punched someone's elbow. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah, and like you just like you, I think it, but it doesn't hurt when you do it, you know. So, but yeah, maybe, maybe then, maybe then, or maybe I figured something out. Maybe I figured why Cowboy Cerrone is such an adrenaline junkie. Maybe after his fights, he spends so much time deep sea diving with sharks and jumping out of planes, he doesn't feel any injuries. He just has maybe a he's just got adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> just a, going yeah. through his veins. But that's true, though. Is in like I do, like, I like going like on. Uh, Fast rides when I go to it, like I'm, I love I love that sort of stuff. There's not a lot of things. I just might sound a bit weird. There's not a lot of things that scare me, if that makes sense. <laughs> makes I, but total I do, sense to me. <laughs> but I like the feeling of being scared. Yeah. You know? Like, I you see me event follows me on social media. If you don't, one underscore punch right? Uh, it's got. It's got I, I like I like jumping out on people on, on my Instagram, scaring people. I, least uh, least funny joke you make, mate. Uh, every, yeah, I'm, I'm, every I've got time. some good ones of you. You've got I've some got amazing. Every time I'm anywhere near you and I have to go for a wee, and I'm, I'm, before I open the door, I think you're going to be left or right. It could be below me. It could be above me. Yeah. And there you are, mate. But I, mean, I, I, I like the feeling of being scared. So that, that's obviously that I'm seeking adrenaline. I, I, I love that as well. And uh, so. Uh, 
you see Donald Cerrone, he, he does so many, so much stuff. Lots of stuff that even I wouldn't do. Yeah, know? bull riding. I wouldn't had to, do, the UFC yeah. had to stop him bull riding. He rode bulls, mate. You come in here with a tiny dog, he rides a bull. <laughs> He's a cowboy, though. He's a come cowboy, on. that's true. That is true. That is true. So uh, also on the card, uh, Carolina... Kavalkovich uh, took on Michelle Watson, the karate hottie, and Watson looked amazing in that. Like he's evolving, she looked really strong as well. Um, but the thing she said when she won, she wants to be the first mom champ. Now we, there's not been a mom champ before, has there? We've not had uh, well in the UFC. No, no, I don't think so. No, no I can't no. think. I can't think of any. So she, Holly, no, no. I mean, there's quite a lot of them. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, if someone else has stayed that, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna. No, whatever. I, 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 I wondered where you were going with that for a minute, uh, but that would be a great fight. Whoever wins between uh, Nama Yunus and Andrade, which has just been announced, that I think Watson has earned a shot. She's superb as well, media wise and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But let's talk about the UK fighters. Ross Pearson to start with. Tough to watch as far as we both know through UK MMA. You go right back to the cage rage days all the way through. Yeah. What a stalwart, what a warrior. Like the fight of the night bonuses that man's had alone. But coming up against Desmond Green and, and Desmond Green just took him out in, in one round. Pearson showed how tough he was. The amount of punches up against the cage. The first one would have done me, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. He took about 12. Uh, but, I mean, when you watch that, what, what do you think's next? It, well... For me, it's one of those ones that I, I, I hate it in my position where people trying to tell me what I should that's, do. That's why I'm know, careful I'm like, saying yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy should retire. This guy should do this. this you know, like, like, he'll do what he wants to do, you know? My opinion means nothing to him, really. It's like, it's his family yeah. and coaches that he needs to chat to, and himself. The bottom line is his own decision, you know? Um, sometimes your hand can be forced by... The job you may you may get cut. You know you, you don't know this. You know yeah. if, if he gets cut, that may force his hand. I remember like when myself, I said to you like when I started losing a couple in the UFC, and I, I said to Sean Shelby cut, before yeah, one of yeah. the fights, if you're gonna if I get cut if I lose this fight, let me know uh, beforehand because I'll retire because yeah. I you know that sort of thing. So um, so I guess you know it all depends on him. So. He, He's, he's a big name. He, he's, he's a big he's name. And he's a fighter he's as well, to, mate. When you think he's a fighter, he has a family now. Mm. Right? He's a family. And when when you fighting sometimes, fighting's all you know. Yeah. Right? I don't know what he's... I think he does his own gym out in the Gold Coast. And he's if he's a smart person, he, he would be planting seeds here and there. Yeah. Having like a, a get-out plan. But um, sometimes it's like... It's really weird. You work all your life to get to a certain point. Right? You get to a certain age... Now he's probably earning the most money he's ever earned fighting. He enjoys fighting. And now he's not performing like, I guess, like he wants to. But then people are going, oh, see, you should go, mate. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, mate, but I've got my family, I've got kids to feed now. Yeah. I love what I do. And it's a great st- job. he's still young in perspective of life. Yeah. He's yeah. not even half, yeah. hopefully uh, not even mean, halfway through his life. Like say, once you retire, you're, you're on the beach. It's like, it's real, really hard job. Not even just this. I mean, just athletes in general. Because you're an athlete, you're probably looking to retire in your late thirties. In football, early thirties, but like in fighting, maybe, maybe mid to late late thirties, forties. Higher weight class yeah. has gone a little bit longer, but then you got your rest of your life to go on. So if you put a lot of fighters do put everything into being a fighter, what are you gonna do after? Sometimes yeah. that's why some of us do have to be quite smart towards the end of the career. Like my, myself, I did start planting seeds. I had my own fight show and all that. So, you know, yeah. 
start doing things and try and see what what's an out plan. So hopefully he has the right sort of people around him to help him out. Well, you've you've pretty much said what he he made a statement on social media. He, he was on Instagram, uh, Ross the real deal. On my way home back to my girls, I didn't win. I'm bitterly disappointed, heartbroken in fact. But this game is a cruel sob. I'm going to take some time to think of what I really want to do next. Speak to my family, my team, my friends. As soon as I know what I'm doing, you will too. Thank you for all the support. It really does mean a lot. I'm a fighter. Fighting is all I know, and that that's the sentence, isn't it? That's yeah. that's the tough thing. You can't switch that off. It's not. Yeah. It's not something where you stop, especially when you're in, in competition. When that's your nature, you always want to be in there, and you, yeah. you'll always believe in yourself. I suppose as well. So, but I can't say enough good things about Ross Pearson. No, the people I mean, that I yeah. know that have trained with him up in um, like Andrew Fisher, people like that up in Sunderland who came up through the ranks with him and uh, have been in and around him. All the people that I know that have, have crossed paths with him, they all rate him as a fighter, but they, they rate him even higher as, as, as a human being. So He's a great guy. I've known him for many years on the scene. I remember him fighting on a show. So I can't remember the name, but you know, I fought in there. I remember seeing him back in the day. Thinking, oh, this guy's really good. He's tough. He's a tough, like he's from Sunderland. He's, you know, he loves yeah, a fight. He looked the part as well, didn't um, he? He was wild in his then, early then, days then as well. He, then, he, then he got into On the Fire. He done really well on that. I believe he won. He won it. Season that. nine, yeah, uh, and then he's also been a coach. He was a coach for um, on the Omar fire when it was uh, Australia versus UK. I had a few of my smashes, guys, yeah. yeah. I had a few of my my, my guys from my gym on that show, uh, which he coached, and uh, yeah, so he, he's achieved a lot. He, he done, and he's been in the UFC for a long time, you know, a long, long time. Like you say, so it's like. What do you do? You know, he is a very tough position. Also, his wife, um, she works in the UFC Christy, as well. Christy, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's one of the, the card girls, yeah. One of the card girls, you know. Uh, He's yeah, done well, hasn't he, mate? Yeah, lovely. Bloke yeah. from Sunderland lives in Australia with a UFC ring card girl. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. He, he should just true. buy a lottery ticket because I reckon he's got a good chance, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not bad. But it is a tough sport. You look at Emmett uh, and Michael Johnson, what he had to come back through just yeah. to get that win. And then you look at Ross Pearson's career and where he's at now, it's... It's a tough game because the highs are so high, but yeah, Jesus, yeah, the lies at lows are so uh, so low. So good luck to him. I hope I hope we find out what's going on. But whatever he's him and his, he sounds like he's got a good support network down there. So I, I, I will find out when we'll talk about it next time. Hopefully, get maybe even get him on the podcast. Yeah, that, that'd that'd be be, good. that would be good. Um, on the flip side of the coin, Paul Craig, Scotland's Paul Craig, the UK's Paul Craig, uh, claimed another last minute submission uh, up against Kennedy in a fight which. Like, I really enjoyed it. The, the fans in Philadelphia were booing, but because Paul Craig was pulling guard and he was doing some, like, <laughs> you're shaking your head. <laughs> pulling guard, using those tricky, like, um, true jujitsu sweeps where you grab the ankle and wrap the legs up. And uh, it was an exhausting way to watch a fight, but he committed to jujitsu so much. And you even said it before when we were, we were grabbing a drink before the show. You said, as a coach, you'd be like, come on, do something different. But then when he keeps pulling out the submissions, as beautifully as he did there, the sweep that he set up and missed once and then did the same sweep to set up the triangle twice. You can't argue with that. Well, no, you you, you can't, obviously, because, like, uh, he's winning his fights. Well, okay. He won he, his fight, He won mate. his fights. <laughs> he's, he's losing he's his fight until he wins. Yeah. But, you know, you, for, for a mindset of a fighter, the, the, that is brilliant, isn't it? Like, the people who, who are, are good at winning fights when they're winning. You know what I mean? It shows a lot of character in yourself to win a fight when you're losing, you know, yeah. which does. So he has good strength of character to stay in, in there, stay focused, and to pull off these submissions in the dying death. 
But me as a coach, I was wanting to learn from these and like, mate, these are godsend that you're still winning these fights. Let's try and mix things up. And like, jujitsu is one thing, but you know, you got to be winning. People like Damian Mai, they use the jujitsu at a high, but high level. But they dominate. Yeah, they stay safe. Yeah, and, yeah. And for me, MMA is a top game. Mm. You know, like, you don't want to be pulling guard. No. You know, it, for me, that's like the most negative thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, putting people, it's a fight, you don't pull guard. You know, um, so it's like one of those ones where it's hard to like critique someone who wins, but he must know that I'm losing these fights. So you can't be excited about losing 90% of the fight and winning 10% of it, you know? But it was a slight improvement from his last victory, though, because he, he beat Magomed Ankaleev uh, in four minutes, 59 seconds of the third round. The last second of the yeah. fight is where he turned it around. That, so that, he's, that he's, was... he's added 39 seconds to that, mate. Yeah. That's progress, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then also, like, he, yeah, so that, that fight, I mean, he was that... Yeah. That was like a one-sided thing. Uh, and even this last fight... The other guy had a point deduction, and I still was saying, "Okay, I think he's won, still won the fight, even with the point deduction." You know? yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so happy for him, but he needs to like, okay, I want to stay in a job, but I need to try and jig things around. Yeah, <laughs> well, but the, what I did like about it because I know him a little bit from from other promotions and and being he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, uh, but he's he committed to that style. That was it. And he also had a lot of pressure coming on. So he was coming in two and three in the UFC. Um, so there's pressure with that as well to get yeah. to get the win. But he stuck to that style. He pulled out the win. And then he pulled out the Rocky quote, which I thought was, was hilarious. <laughs> so we're, we're in Philadelphia. Yeah. So I thought Rocky, because yeah. we all know Rocky's good at jujitsu, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> we amazing. Know. Yeah. That armbar against Mr. T was particularly good. Yeah. Yeah. Clubber Lang took him down, submitted him. Uh, and then he dared to do the, 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 the Rocky well, impression. Well, he was close to Rocky because the Rocky always liked a good comeback. So. Yeah, that's exactly. I think, I think that was what he implied, but it made it sound like uh, I thought about Rocky and I pulled up the, the triangle. <laughs> I swept him for the triangle. Which one are you watching, mate? So, uh, uh, But that was that. that is a big win for him and that's another bonus for him as well. He got submission of the night bonus. So I think he's had two or three bonuses. for. So he's finished three fights now. I think he's had a, a, a submission of the night bonus for every single one of those, which nice. is... Money in the bank, eh? Of course. There you go. Um, and the, any other fights on that? Uh, actually, we'll move on to talk about uh, fights that are coming up and maybe the biggest troll in MMA, Mr. Johnny Jones Bones. Threw out a little hook line and sinker and had us all on the end of the rod when he, uh, he, he tweeted out on his on his Twitter, surprisingly. I don't think you guys are quite ready for me and Stipe in July. But it was right because you're not not really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was it was right, factual, yeah. So actually, he it was a premonition. Yeah, we're not ready for it. Uh, it's not happening because then they announced the day after he'd be fighting Tiago Santos, July sixth on UFC two three nine. Now, this is the thing for me. I think he scuppered himself a little bit. Smoke and mirrors, mate. Smoke and mirrors. But I think he made a little bit of mistake because the whole MMA community got a little bit excited. Even Stepe said, "I'll be ready in July." Everyone was retweeting all this, and then he announced the next day. Tiago Santos and everyone went, oh, yeah. And that, all respect to Tiago <laughs> Santos, but we all thought he was making the move to heavyweight, which might get the heavyweight contest between him and either Daniel Cormier yeah, or, or yeah. you know, moving up in that weight because we've always wondered what he'd like, be like as a heavyweight. Um, and then they announced the, the Tiago Santos. And all I thought is, first of all, 
both of those opponents, I felt sorry for him. First of all, Thiago Santos, because there was no massive reaction to, no, yeah, 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 he's yeah. got his title shot after winning five in a row or whatever it is. Uh, and also, Stipe Miocic, what can the man do to get a fight, dude? What can he do? Cormier won't face him anymore. Cormier's throwing him in the bin. He keeps nudging him on social media. And then we've got John Jones teasing him with a big payday. And the fireman from Cleveland... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, we might do what a lot of people do, just threat retirement, you know, and that'd get him, he'll get a fight in two days after that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know any fighters that retire and then come back out and compete again, do you? Um, what, what, um, <laughs> uh, 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 McGregor, he will, I guarantee he you. He will. Well, let's talk about that then, mate. Let's jump jump to that because uh, we, we touched on it. We did a little bonus uh, introduction to the last podcast um, Well, because the news dropped the day. He didn't get the memo. The news dropped the day our podcast was set to go out uh, that he, he was going to retire. What, what are your thoughts now? It's sort of been a week after. There's been the New York Times put out the uh, article that, uh, about the allegations against him as well. That and people speculated that was why he did. But I mean, what's your thoughts? Have you spoken to people? What What okay. are their th- other people's thoughts on that? For me, obviously, I I'm just gonna put my five pence in, right? Like, so it's not as if I have not even not knowledge. even fifty pence, no, mate. Just, just five, five. just uh, just five, yeah, five. <laughs> and because um, I'm using the term, isn't it the terms five pence or five tuppence? Is that the old saying? My tuppence worth. Oh, yeah, that might be it, mate. That's yeah, mate, it. All so, oh, right, that's because you're a lot older than me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah come on. You're a come lot on. older than um, me. <laughs> anyway, so, like, for me, I, I still think it was a case where he tried to, like, negotiate something big. He, he, yeah, uh, like, before he was saying, like, if he's a co main event, he wants a piece of the pie and all that sort of stuff. And he wants rightfully what's his. He, he, that's one thing about McGregor. He's such a good businessman as well as a fighter yeah. he's very very good you know um so he always wants the best deals in and around fighting he, he could possibly make so um he's trying to negotiate and buy a deal and it's not going his way so it's like oh fine sodgy then i'm retiring you know like and now that's why i honestly believe that Dana White's not a stupid man. He's very clever as well. He's like, okay, cool. They know the game, mate. Yeah, they both they, know the game. Dana he's, White, he's, he's like, plays, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play your hand. I'll keep yeah. my poker face. Enjoy on. Your, no worries. Yeah, enjoy your drinks on the beach. Yeah, mate. you've yeah. done really well. Same thing. Because like, and he's right. He does not have to fight again in his life because what he's done within fighting has just been incredible. Yeah, and he can live off that for a long, long time. But that's not who he is. You know, he wants to fight. That's who he is. You know, he's not he's not money orientated in the way where it runs him. He loves money. Don't get me wrong. He likes he loves making money. Yeah, and that's the, the game to him as well. He yeah, loves that's the chase. The he, he loves the chase. Money yeah. for him to make money and to make the biggest money. He needs to fight. If it's boxing, MMA, yeah. grappling, whatever he's doing, he needs to compete. To earn that money, so same as uh, I'll put, put him in the same sort of book as um, Floyd Mayweather, same animal where he he loves earning the money and he knows the game. Yeah, I need to retire. Okay, now I come out. I make a uh, yeah. Boom! That big, Nate big Diaz fight. fight. Boom! That yeah. that's that's that. Whether he fights uh, Mayweather again, which never happened. But the other rumor is, and we'll talk about some of the responses from other fighters. WWE, mate. People nah. are talking about him maybe stepping into the, He may uh, do that for a bit of money, but yet again, like, I still, in, in my right mind, 
believe he's a fighter's fighter. You know, yeah. I kind of have. I think I have a good fight da. Yeah, you know, like fight da. Fight not a radar. Yeah, okay. I got it, mate. Yeah, I got it. Mate. So like, <laughs> I just picture you walking into a room and going beep 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 beep. beep. Right, move, yeah, move he, away from him. He's going to kick off in a minute. Exactly that. That's right. Is that he, six stellar? He's a fighter. And, yeah, and. I don't want to be like the bad spoiler here if no one knows. Wrestling is not real. No, it's what? not. It's well, not I watched the Andre the Giant yeah. documentary. It's not real. What? You know, it's like, for me, it's like. What? <laughs> okay. When I was growing up, right, I love I love wrestling, right? But it's the same, it was the same thing as, um, sorry, any other sports. Like, like Christmas for me. As soon as I found out. Whoa, whoa, mate. Listen, we're going to have to put a warning out if, if there's okay. anybody under okay. the age of, what is the age they, they figure I don't out? Know. I don't so, know. Let's say 13. Okay. All right. But as soon as I found out that Father Christmas was real, of course, yeah. I still loved Christmas. It still but hurts when you say that. Yeah, you know that. but it wasn't the same. It's yeah. the same as wrestling. I love watching wrestling. But it's not the same, mate. Yeah. I mean, this is not real. It's like, yeah, this he won't get that buzz, and also yeah. his last taste in the cage is not one that he'll he'll want to walk away. with. Of course not, no, yeah. no. Hence, even myself, you know, like myself, like towards the end of my, my fighting career, wasn't going great. I fell out of love with the sport, walked away, and just what happened at the weekend. And my, my wife says, "I'm in the middle of the best mood I've ever been in for like for years." <laughs> you know, like I'm walking around, I got this in like imagining the lat syndrome. I can't even get through my doors <laughs> in my house at the moment. You know, like, yeah, so he, he, it's like you get your mojo back. And, like, at the moment, he, he's, but you see, like, the back and forth he's having uh, on Instagram. And, like, you see that uh, he still, like, wants to dig people. But, you know, he, like, he needs, he wants his mojo back. So to get that back, he needs to get in there and fight, have the right fight and get his mojo back. Well, uh, speaking of mojos, there was loads of responses. We'll, we'll give Habib's a response. He said that notorious... Money comes and goes. The honour that you lost that evening will never return. Live with it. <laughs> that, that, that finish, would have Finish career me. in MMA, but start a career on Twitter. Twitter warrior. Hashtag Twitter warrior. Mate, see, but, 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 like, touche. You know, like, touche. Yeah, was, like, was that Habib or was that his manager, Ali Abdulaziz? I don't that's know, but was a genius who wrote it, that. It was, that, was, like, that. That is a Twitter three-piece and soda, right? Yeah, like, cuts, that cut deep. You know, that, for me, that cut deep. It With the like, picture as well, mate. Oh, dearie me, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's true, though. He's so right. Money does come in, though. He does, you know, like... Yeah, man, that... that That'll get me fired. No, I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be phoning up Dana and say I'll fight for free. Give me someone. Give me Connor one of these will never teammates. fight for free. That's, Give me one that's, of these teammates. That might no. be why you can retire and you couldn't. You were probably jumping in there for free every so often. Every other yeah. one, give us a free one, man. Come here, Dana. <laughs> I wonder he loved you so much. Uh, There's loads of other response. A lot of people along the lines of they don't believe it's the end. The last we'll see of him. But the other, the flip side, there was people like uh, Matt Brown who basically said he, uh, he as quick as he came, he was gone. Got as much money as he could and disappeared. That, no, and that's it's no, it's prize no. fighting, isn't it? No, I tell you what, if there's any betting lines out there taking bets, let me know and I'll put a bet on that he's coming. There will be, but I'm betting you the odds are pretty terrible. That's that's all. Yeah. That is that is all I'll say. Um, so that's uh, talking about McGregor and, and his retirement. We've also got the welterweight division at the minute is in a little bit of a spin of its own. We're talking about McGregor and what's going on inside and outside the cage with him. But the welterweight division, we've had some fights announced or speculation on fights that might be announced. Lawler versus Woodley 2. 
That's going down June 29th on UFC. That's been confirmed, though. That's confirmed. And then Askren versus George Masvidal, not confirmed, but maybe possibly happening July 6th, UFC 239. And that fight, I mean, we've we've had a chat. Maybe you want to expand on that. That fight is still not confirmed. But it's good. It's good. On, it's good on social media, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's where the fight would be good on social media. Masvidal's hilarious, you know, like how he is his whole persona, and Askren is very good. But the fight itself doesn't excite me too much. I mean, to be honest, you won't be really honest. Be honest with me, mate. Okay, don't ever lie to me. Let's just set that rule and now. Askren, and uh, uh, Ben Askren fight, none of them really excite me. You know, he's not an exciting fight. He's he, he's good also, a bit like a chill stone. You know, he, he was. I like. The social media guy more than actually his fights himself, uh, and I think stylistically that fight is just terrible for for Masvidal. He's got a lot of uh, momentum now, a, a massive win. Uh, you know, he's just like yeah, he's blown up. He he has more of the play in what he says at, at the moment. And if I was his coach, which I'm not, I'd be like, there's better fights for you out there. You know, you're gonna get just as much attention, like, like and like what he said. He's had one fight in the UFC and a questionable win. It wasn't like, a, you know, like yeah. you dominated and smashed someone. You get he, he got, you got your he face got the smashed up. slam in the UFC, I think. Well, yeah. maybe the, the Matt... Uh... Matt Hughes slam when he won the title. Maybe that was, uh, that was, that was slightly worse than that. But Robbie Lawler driving your entire body through the canvas yeah. and then beating you up and then getting bull joke dog choked without yeah, a tap. Yeah, it's, it's not you, you can't really be... Calling the shots after that kind of question. Somehow he is, mate. This is the yeah, thing where social media yeah. rules it. You can do what you want in the cage. Yeah. That Everyone's almost forgotten that because somehow with this boom roasting and all the other stuff that Ben Askren is doing, flying to London to be beside the cage and uh, and in, in the mix somehow, physically, verbally, visually, he, yeah. is, he is taking his, as in his own words, his punk white boy afro and love handles and he's shoving it right into, in, into relevance, right? Yeah, well, yes. Obviously, everyone's talking about him. He's doing the right thing. He's talking about himself more than but, everyone but, else. But yeah. We're all listening. But, That's but, the problem. But you're saying he, he's got it right. When he's not as marketable for his fighting style, he's making himself marketable outside. It's like I say, I, I compare it to someone like a uh, Chelsea Sonnen. And he wasn't the most exciting fighter. He was more exciting off the yeah. camera. Yeah. You know, then you get someone who's exciting off the camera, like Conor McGregor, and you get someone who's an exciting fighter, like Conor McGregor. And that's where you get this monster, you know, like where they generate massive pay per views. You know, so that's the difference, you know. So some people generate pay per views for the style of fighting. Yeah. You know, you want to. Any fight with Gaethje in, yeah, you take, know, you, take my money. Yeah, you take know, it. you know, you got one side of a fight. Yeah, you just need a dance partner. Yeah, you know, anyone, anyone. Your any bin bit, man yeah, sounds yeah. pretty tasty, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. so let's get him. Back. Yeah, so like you know that. So like with, so he doesn't need to sell a fight by talking rubbish on social media. Yeah, someone like a Ben Askren does. And then you talk about him selling himself somebody who's now slipping into the distance off the back of perhaps having the most coverage they've ever had despite all their wins despite their performances uh leon edwards so now he's sort of in if that if that fight does get signed if if it does become Askren masvidal lawler versus woodley i think dos Anjos is fighting kevin lee so that is all the top fighters all in that top five top six he's looking down the division again yeah true as enough for, for me yeah, again, 
is to do performances where he performs really well, right? He's been winning some really, really top-level fights and looking great, but he's getting a lot of decisions. So it's like a lot of decision wins. Yeah. And then, then obviously, outside... He's very quiet on social media. He's not. He's not that guy really too much, you know. So like that's why he's just like in a bad way how the world works. So the dog who barks the most gets the bone, you know. Yeah. Like so, the like squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's the one. Let's get some more of those going. Anymore? Any more? No. Any, any no. more Bradism? So I'm like, I change one, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like. Yeah, so he's not creating a lot of noise, you know. There's not a lot of noise about that, you know. And like I say, what happened after those fights, for the wrong reasons, I guess, was more noise for Masvidal than it was. It would have been hindered around two pieces and a soda on uh, on Masvidal. Yeah. It may be different, but it's not. He got hit. Nothing happened back from it. He just that was it, you know. So and we haven't heard. I haven't. There's been no interviews. It's not. As if he's, he's, he did. He did a couple of the American shows. So he did a, few, okay. a couple of them. But again, there was no massive sound bites that came off off, yeah. off of them. It wasn't. Do you know, like when you see on social media or you see a couple of the interviews go go around, and then you get these little sound bites that people retweet and put out as their own so content. Mad, yeah, like, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I'm there's... going to eat his soul or something like that. You <laughs> yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Feed me. His, you know, you were, you were never a smack talker, were you, no, mate? mate? No, mate. no, you constantly on the image more than that way. I'm going to eat your soul. I'm going to block your f- punches with my face. Yeah. Oof. All right. But um, Masvidal, let's let's talk about that little return as well. You you know him, but also like you know you know the sport. The He's game. a changed man already. Yeah, but He's a changed man. One fight is, and because he, he was out for so long before, out for a long time, and moved up a weight class, and people questioned would would he be big enough in there like he's, everyone rated him as a fighter yeah. but what, what would he be able to do and one fight has changed it completely he's in everyone else's mouth now yeah. and he's he's riding that so I mean what what's that like as, as someone who kind of knows Masvidal to see suddenly him getting this amount of shine off of one fight well, he's, he's had so many fights. He's paid. He's paid his dues. Yeah. He's paid his dues. You know, so um, you know, respect to him. And uh, he's he's a clever. A lot of people don't realize he's a, he's a fighter, but he's a clever man as well. He, he's not stupid. He knows he knows how the game works. You know, so like he, he'll do the right things. And I, and like I say, I, I don't think the right thing would be for him to fight. Um, Askren, unless he gets paid stupid money, he's not fine. Well, who would you like to see him fight? That's the question. Honestly, style-wise, if you were now, yeah, if you were advising him, and he's he's got the pick. Let's be honest, he's got the pick of of who he wants. It's likely Usman's going to fight Covington, uh, and then you've got the other ones doing what they do. Who would you like to see him fight? Lawler. But I know. Oh, but, I know but, but I know. Uh, they friends. No, no. I mean, I don't know how they used to be training partners to get me on, but I don't know how friendly or tight they are. I think that's a good fight for him. You know, in in that region of, of fight, fights in the top ten, I think him versus Lawler's a good fight. You know, I like that fight as well. And that, but that's that, another one. Where, where if you said Lawler or Masvidal, and then you add any other fight fighter, yeah, that's that's the type of fighter they are, aren't they? Old school, no, always exciting. Me, Lawler versus Askren, I wasn't excited about. Yeah. But, but but that's the Lawler flip side. Made it exciting. <laughs> yeah. That is the flip side. Maybe maybe Askren's that one that if you say his name with anyone, everyone will kind of go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
Right, well, let's have a little look at some of these uh, questions that you can get involved with back at home if you want to sit and send some stuff to the One Punch Pod on BT Sport. UFC on BT Sport is the group we've set it up, or they've set it up, should I say, um, or hashtag One Punch Pod on Twitter or Instagram, and we will look at your questions. So one of them is, uh, I don't know if you remember this, mate, I don't know if you can jump back in time. It'll be a distant memory for you, but somebody here has some... Last weekend. Simon Vickery... (laughs) Simon Vickery says, how does Brad feel about being one of the only three men on the planet to beat one of the best pound-for-pound fighters on the planet, DJ Mighty Mouse? Do you remember that one? Uh, Small guy, like that. Uh, Likes his green shots. Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson. Do you remember that? No, not quite. Because only... only, Is that the guy who took down ten times in one fight? Let me just check the record. Yes, it is, mate. Yes, it is. And I I dominated them all three rounds. Let me just... Yes, it is, okay. mate. Yes, oh, I that's... do remember that. Fight. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of one of it's, three people yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, first person as well, please. The first on. person, the second. Yeah. Who was the second person then? Cruz. Cruz beat him. Yeah, that's right. And that's when he dropped down to one twenty-five yeah. after yeah. that, and then uh, Henry Cejudo as well. Yeah, which so I honestly, I don't believe Henry beat him. To be honest. Well, I do. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I genuinely I do. I thought he just edged it. I thought he just edged it. But think, it was yeah, such a close yeah, fight. Yeah. It was such you a close fight. Be a champion, if it gone to beat the, the champion. Yeah, but he did beat the champion, mate. No, he he, he won on the scorecard. Yeah. Eh? What do you mean by that? He still won, didn't he? But, but, did he win? No. Let me just check. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we've talked about it before, that fight, but that's still a hell of an achievement. And... Yeah. yeah, of course it is. It was like a, obviously at the time. Yeah, I think it was eleven zero or twelve zero at the time. There was a lot of hype around him being Matt Hume's prodigy and all that sort of stuff. But honestly, I remember getting into the leading up to the fight, looking a bit bit of him doing this spinning cartwheel kind of kick, yeah. head kick, knocking someone out. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what ebbs? What ebbs? Yeah, like and then uh, I fought him, and I'm like. Oh, you're quick. <laughs> you're pretty quick, mate. Hold still, mate. Hold yeah. still. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you're pretty quick, but it's one of those ones where he just come. He he was coming straight at me, and I just timed him perfectly. And just like, this is the thing. I was quite smart. I may not look it, but I'm not a, quite a clever fighter. And I, I I thought to myself, he is quick. How do I make him as fast as me? I'm making my side. I mean, I'll be on top of him. You're only as fast as the. If you're on your feet, you're, one person's really quick. Yeah. If I'm on top of you, you, you yeah, slow yeah. down. Yeah, footwork's but, out the window, yeah, then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but that's what it was. I just timed him very well, took him down. I've, you know, have a look in the stats again, what was it? Yeah, 10, ten times. times. 10 times. <laughs> ten, 10 times in, in one fight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 times. So. And I separated my shoulder in the end of the second round. and I fought So you were falling to bits even way back then? Yeah, I, separa- even I way separated back then, my shoulder. The, the wheels I, were falling I off. I fought him with one shoulder in the, in the third round and I still beat him on that round as well. <laughs> yeah, 30-27, guys. Rematch, rematch. And honestly, if anyone wants to see it, go to on your BT Sport app or, or yeah. uh, no, actually on the UFC Fight Pass and you can see it. Brad Bickett versus Demetri Johnson. It's always it's always on your phone anyway, isn't yeah. it? I see you watching yeah. it on the tube and it's on my shrine, yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
Um, so this is from Josh Agdam. Uh, who do we predict will be the UFC champions in each division this time next year? Now, that's that's a tough one. Mm. Uh, so, at the minute, we have uh, Henry Cejudo at flyweight. Well, flyweight will be gone. See you later. Yeah, yeah that belt will just be gathering dust somewhere. Dabby dust. <laughs> that's right. All I can predict is that uh, all the restaurants around all the flyweights will suddenly be earning a bit more money yeah, as they the try and make it. Flyweight will yeah, fly away. Yeah, nice, nice, mate. Uh, bantamweight, um, there's no champion there as it's vacant at the minute. Martin... Mar- uh, Marlon Marias will fight Henry Cejudo for that belt, which for me that seals the nail in the coffin for the yeah. flyweight division. And I, th- I think Cejudo will be champion. I think he- he'll be champion for a while. Mm, yeah, yes, you got a uh, Sun Sao, Marias, uh, yeah. Pedro Munoz. That's a good one. Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, John Lineker. Oh, actually, this is my outside dark horse one. Peter Yan, Peter Yan coming, uh, coming in the Russian Tough. fighter. But he I, is I, so good. He's good, but I think he he have a speed issue against people like 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 Henry. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe a wrestling issue as well. I've seen him fight Magomed Magomedov twice in the uh, and uh, that's one of Zabit's training partners and best friends. And yeah, he struggled a little bit with the rest. Second fight, he, he didn't. But I think I think he he's a potential. If not, I think Henry Cejudo. Max Holloway is featherweight champion. He's fighting for the lightweight interim belt though. Next, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, um, a featherweight. I, I don't think. There's Zabit. Do you reckon he can make it? Yeah, Zabit's not a bad, bad fight, but I, I think Max Holloway. Yeah, again, if he, he's a big forty-five pounder, very big forty pounder. So I don't know if he's. It's the whole thing of a lot of these divisions now. Champions are just fluttering here, there, different weight classes. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, all these, on? all these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Super fights that they're yeah. putting on. It's, it's, it causes yeah. a lot of mess, doesn't it? It causes it a lot of it mess does. for the others. But that's, I think. Either Holloway will stay there, or uh, Zabit might work his way 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 to that title. Habib at lightweight. Can you see anyone? No. no. There you go. Uh, this the welterweight one's interesting though. Yeah. Usman. You got Covington in there. Woodley. I'm Masvidal. Gonna, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Askren. <laughs> no, I'm going to say Usman. I think Usman. You think stays he'll stay there? there? Yeah. I, I, oh. I do. I do have a feeling about Usman. Yeah. Uh, Robert Whittaker at the top of the middleweight. I think he'll stay there as well, mate. I think Robert well, Whittaker. He's got Yo Romero, time, yeah. Souza. Yeah, he got the the injury, but I still yeah. think he's he's the perfect middleweight fighter. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like you know. I'll see how uh, the fight goes with um, Gaslam and. Um... Oh, Adesanya. Yeah, Adesanya. I, I think you know Adesanya. You know, or Gaslam. You know, I don't. I think Gaslam. I think is a welterweight. I think we'll. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I like him. But I he think... hits hard. He's a t- he's a tough guy. Could, you know? do, could do a shower in a bit more though. Yeah, yeah. A few little bits less of ringworm attached <laughs> to his face. That was terrible. That. Um, and then light heavyweight John Jones all day long. Or do you think Who he'll make that? Uh, tall guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got a belt. The guy finds Stipe. That's it. The one <laughs> finds Stipe. It should be announced soon. Uh, and then this is the thing. I actually think Stipe Miocic, when he does get a fight, will it's, work his it's way strange, back to it, it, Like it's a very relevant question by who was it by? Uh, Josh Agdam. But but it's like yeah, it's like no clarity anyway. It's not like back in the day where you know yeah, George Saint Pierre is going to yeah. be champion here. Yeah, Dominic Cruz is going to be champion there. Yeah, you know like um, Demetrius Johnson flyweight. Yeah, and yeah. also you have like yeah yeah. Jose Aldo, yeah, yeah, he had some like dominant, dominant people Dom, yeah. here at the moment. Now it's 
yeah, it's quite interesting. So with heavyweight, Daniel Cormier is threatening to retire this yep. year. So if he disappears, I think Stipe will be the one that will work his way back to the title. I think yep. somehow when, when someone dares fight him. Also, I don't know, JDS is looking good. You know? Yeah, uh, that, but like, that's, it's a, I think it's a different fight now. I think JDS has stepped yep. away and he's recovered more. And, yep. uh, he's got, got confidence. You, you know, so he's got his what I call, what I call mojo back a yep. little bit. You know? Mojo's back. Uh, and then we look at the, the women's divisions. Rose Namajunas is top of the pile fa- facing Jessica Andrade. I think that's a tough fight that's for Namajunas. If she, if she gets through that fight, I, I can't. Can't see anybody in Yes, I can see her staying there. This is. I also think this lady is one of the most dominant champions that we're going to see. Valentina Shevchenko at the top of the uh, the women's flyweight division. I think she's going to be very tough to beat for because she can decision her way through. She's still yeah. dangerous, good striker. And then Amanda Nunes, bantamweight. And they don't even put the, the, the featherweight rankings for women up here because there's only one female featherweight fighter, really. Yeah. And there's no champion at the minute because Nunes has given it up, hasn't she? Has she? I don't know. I don't that. know if she's vacated it, but she says she's not willing to fight uh, featherweight again. So it'd have to be a lot of money for her to fight uh, Cyborg again in a rematch. Yeah, but how, why, would you, why would you rematch that fight? You can't do much better than you just yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-five seconds or whatever yeah. it was in that—that uh, that was that was impressive. What else have we got? Uh, what's next for Scottish sub wizard Paul Craig from James Lofton? I think some resting classes. You know, yeah, yeah. It needs to like. No, no, I'm being a bit sarcastic. I, I think maybe he does need to like, kind of like. Uh, switch his game but maybe go for a triangle armbar yeah <laughs> but as an opponent it's difficult because you don't want to shove him straight into the top 15 because I think no. he's got to work his way up there when you look at his record but then one that stood out for me maybe because the guy he just fought at the weekend was making his UFC debut correct? but he's he was fought on contenders before ah, so he's yeah. fought on Dana White's yeah, contender series, yeah. and he'd won and gone on to that, so he was undefeated. But I thought that like, if you're talking about a UK or an England versus Scotland, Jimmy Manawa is in there. Yeah, that's a okay. stylistic yeah. fight. I think yeah. that that would be a good one. But Manawa's ranked number ten, so that's quite a leap for 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 him to take. But, but... you were saying that he wanted. He said he wanted the uh, brother, and I think, yeah, I mean, like that's not good shout by You should be a matchmaker. Thank you very much. If you need me, I'll put my details up there later if any uh, UFC needs some more matchmakers. Uh, who else have we got here? Sam Stride. Is it time for the UFC and Dana to distance themselves from Connor? His antics take away from the sport itself, in his opinion. Uh, it makes it look like a circus. Do you think they need to put distance or do they just let it do what it does and, and I mean, reap like, the rewards yeah, when it's there? And, and I, I think Dana is handling this situation very well where he's just like, yeah, Connor, yeah, do what you want sort of thing. He's, they're not they're not biting or budging you know because uh they cr- in my eyes they've created that monster in a weird way but it, my god it's been a beautiful monster that's crazy see, yeah it's to see what it's done but also it's helped this massive uh this sport blow up yeah over the last few years but then also it's quite a lot of like what you call copycats. You see a lot of people now wearing the suits. You see, you see I've been doing you know. some amateur shows recently and you see literally the, the billionaire walk coming in the cage and yeah, there's someone yeah. O and O and they're wandering in with the, see, with, look, with the see, beard and the mouth. You see a lot of copycats. You see like other, other fighters similar to him on, um, on other promotions like Gallagher and stuff like that. Too many, there's a lot of copycats out there now. I want someone to be a bit more... 
original. Yeah, original. But yeah, that's what happens, you know. People aspire to be someone, and uh, yeah. And, so. and those echoes ring through. Speaking of uh, fighters that are doing really well, Mohamed Mokayev, uh, he won the yeah. IMF at, uh, in November, the World Championship for uh, Great Britain. He also won a second belt at UKFC that was uh, an amateur belt a week ago he said should the UFC do under 23 for t- for the tough house like a youth one maybe get the top IMAF fighters from each uh, region get them to come and compete on uh, maybe, under a big spot the only thing where the problem is going to be is that IMF is still all amateur and Mike Eva I know him he's a very very talented guy and I believe he has a very bright future within this sport um, but yet again he's still an amateur you know so I don't think they're going to do an amateur UFC. Why would they ever do that, if that makes sense? So um, I can't see that happening. Uh, um, I think they need to shift the, the tough model as well a little bit, don't yeah. they? They tried it with the contenders and Dana White looking for a fight and all that sort of stuff. But I think that mo- that model is tied. So if they do do something else, whether it's regionally specific uh, or if they make a big show out of it, I think I think they need to change the format. to Because to, it used to be a case of if you won like Ross Pearson or yeah. Forrest Griffin or Michael Bisbee. But you yeah. also had shine. You had hype behind yeah. you and stuff. Now, I, I don't, I, there's so much fighting to that, watch. I don't, I don't watch the, thing, the toughs I mean, anymore. Like, it's, it's difficult it's to, keep to keep up, up. with it. Yeah, it's hard totally. to keep up because there's not, I mean, like, there's so much fighting going on now. It's like, it's so accessible. Back in the day, what, what, it used to be like, once every six months, we're all when's hanging it, at When's the next UFC? <laughs> oh, what, is it in four weeks' time? Or is it in, like, yes. uh, you go and watch it on Spike TV, I think it was back in those days, and, like, it was like... Oh, You'd be mate, waiting, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, You'd be course. waiting. And then you knew it, in a weird way, you knew every fight on the roster. Now, you watch a UFC, and I'd be like, who's yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, someone goes, oh, like you just said, oh, he's on the contender. I'm like, was he? You know, like... I do find it hard to keep to up. Keep up with, with all, with, or yeah, we're spoiled as American fans. But, but what, what a lovely segue because we're saying there's too much fighting. But next week there's none. So next week there is zero uh, UFC going on. Uh, but go uh, no, no, honestly, no. This is where you go on to um, a UFC fight pass and watch Brad Pickett fights. You know, like just put that in your schedule. I think there's a little fight on there about me versus Demetrius Johnson. You know, watch that. You know, take some notes. <laughs> But there's, ask some questions for the following week this, about that right well I'll come around your house and we're going to put it on the big screen how about that That's, please that, please that would be beautiful but the week after that we've got a hell of a fight we've got Holloway versus Poirier for the yeah. interim lightweight title that's UFC 236 April 14th and there'll be a load of scheduling for BT Sport um, with programmes leading up to that so check them out if you want to find out where that's uh, when that's happening at BT Sport UFC on Twitter at BT Sport on Instagram and uh, you can also again like with the questions check out the new facebook group the brand new you need more groups in your life right you need more whatsapp groups more facebook groups more groupies more groupies we need more groupies yeah, there's groupies. a very limited amount of groupies for our podcast tell, us, tell them where they can follow us and, and the show That's, i will do mate thanks very much you take you take this next minute off all right mate pop your sunglasses on so you can uh, check out the UFC on BT Sport on Facebook, the group. You can follow us at Brian Lacey MMA on Instagram and Twitter and at one underscore punch on Instagram and Twitter as well. Hashtag one punch pod. I keep forgetting what this is called, mate. It's because your, your nose is putting me off with those sunglasses on. <laughs> Absolutely putting me off. But that fight, Holloway versus Poirier, really excited about that. And we're going to talk more about that next week and that and the rest of that card. So uh, uh, 
brace yourselves we'll be back uh, next monday we can also ask once again keep sharing this we're getting such a good response instagram and twitter are, are superb if you get time take uh, five minutes out of your life two minutes out of your life to give us a rating on itunes as well um just click on there write a review a little five stars uh, we've got we're halfway through our little trial period mate how are you feeling I'm feeling kind of warm and fuzzy inside. Warm and fuzzy inside. Well, we're going to have a little break and go and have a little hug. Uh, and you can follow us and catch us up again next week. And also on YouTube, check out some of the clips from this show at BT, uh, youtube.com forward slash BT Sport. So that is it from us. Any last words for our... Not last words. That'd be really yeah. dark, wouldn't it? If we Jeez. left here and you, know, you got attacked by a wild dog or something like that. <laughs> the body would look after me. Yeah, of course, mate. Of course. Yeah. And any, any last... No, yeah, basically just echoing what you said. You know, I know I hear, get a lot of uh, messages on, on social media saying how much they love the podcast. Please stay interacting with it, send us in your questions, you know, and uh, get involved. And like like you just said, if you, it takes two minutes out of your day, it helps us a lot. If you go on there, write a review and give us some uh, some nice big five stars. Nice love, mate. Nice yeah. love. So look, that's what it's all about, love. So thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will be back next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.